Welcome to the Dadcast. Today we talk about ice skating, trouble sleeping, and the big Christmas debrief. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hello and welcome to the Dadcast New Year's special. Um, Richard, how was your Christmas? Hey, very good, Mr. Perkins. Very good. Yeah, I had a really good time. It was a sort of chilled out, it's almost traditional Christmas, whatever that really means, but a lot of food, a lot of drinking, a lot of chilling out with the family. And the thing is, a few days before, the girls were getting very excited. Obviously, Phoebe's really excited about it, and so is Georgie now, uh, both very aware about it. But we've been having a few issues over the past three years with Georgia sleeping. So we thought, you know what, we need to make sure that she sleeps well over Christmas. So I came up with an idea of getting Father Christmas to call. Actually, we were going to call you, but I knew you were away just before Christmas. Yeah. We were going to call you. So we got my brother involved. <laughs> <laughs> and what we did is I, I rang him and I said, look, Jim, do me a favour. Could you call up in, in about 10 minutes, pretend you're Father Christmas, say that you're hope the, you know, looking forward to seeing the girls in a couple of days, but there's three things that you need them to do. And one of them is to make sure that they sleep well. Yeah. And uh, also make sure that they eat up all their food. And thirdly, that they're being generally good. And then to get them just to say that back to you. So uh, I said to Sophie originally, well, I'll do it. And she said, well, they're going to guess. You're going to sort of walk upstairs and then they'll just guess. <laughs> they'll go, hi, Dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I said, Jim, just make sure that you, you, you sort of pitch it right. I know you'll do well. You, I said, just don't worry about it, Jim. Just do it. In the meantime, he was, he was actually, my parents, my sister had said, oh, Jim, make sure that you're not creepy or pervy. <laughs> so he was like, oh, no. So what I did is on my phone, I changed his name to Father Christmas. Brilliant. Um, I put the most classic picture of Father Christmas you could get on there. I mean, just a old-fashioned kind of magical. The Coca-Cola then, Christmas picture. It was all, it's, it's basically that, yeah. 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 Then we were sitting at the table and we were finishing dinner and then the phone went um, and and the girls looked at it and I said, what's that? And they both went, oh, it's Father Christmas. <laughs> so it answered it and he was like kind of doing this almost Brian Blessed kind of, hello. So I, I said, yeah, hello, is that Father Christmas? Yes, hello. Is Georgia and Phoebe there? They were both like, yes, hello. And their faces were sort of lit up. I wanted to, I wanted to take pictures and film them. I thought they might just twig yeah. if we've got the camera out. And they were listening tentatively. Ah. And they went through everything. He said, right, so could you tell me what you need to do? And they were like, yes, we sleep well and eat up all our food and be good. Wow. And listen to to the Rolling Stones more. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Yeah, he could have put anything in, couldn't he? (laughs) And then he said, well, I will will see you tomorrow night and take care. Goodbye. And then bye-bye. And they were, and I thought, oh, that's just magical. The the funny thing is, though, obviously it's it's changed all any uh, messages have come up with Father Christmas now. So any, any yeah. conversation with Jim over the over the They'll look the at your last... phone and go, hey, why has why Father so, Christmas asked you... Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Have <laughs> you got exactly. any batteries? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I've got, I've got to go and change, uh, obviously change it back. But I just thought, oh, we can use that. Year. I'm going to keep that photo stored. I'm going to use that year... On you, I mean, for as long as it lasts. So, so were, they, were think... they scared or were they excited when they no, were speaking to him? totally excited. I mean, really excited. And I, I've got to admit, I did think that Phoebe might twig that it was Jim. Because I said, Jim, just make sure that you don't do your Jim things, that, that this quirky Jim, just, just you know, because they'll, they'll guess it. They're, you know, they're, and he didn't, and they totally bought it. So I thought, ah, I'm sure we're not, certainly not the first, not the last people to do that. But I was thinking uh, in the future, I think that's a sort of a good, almost a good dad hack or parent hack 
I mean, they do know Jim a lot. They see Jim a lot, don't they? They, uh, yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't live that near. But th- yes, they they see him for big family occasions. Um, you've got to get the right person because if they twig, then that kind of scuppers everything. Because then they know that you're lying. You oh, know what completely. I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, you've purposely lied. It's not yeah. that you're in the dark as well, but you've purposely lied. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's really good though, and I felt that was quite magical. And then we watched the classic films. We watched the Muppets Christmas Carol, right? Snowman, Snowman and Snow Dog, Father Christmas with the three Raymond Briggs, and then um, Polar Express. Oh, wow. So I felt like that was a real sort of classic Christmas build-up. And then did they They sleep well? Do you know what they did? Yeah, they really did. In fact, bizarrely, as a family, we didn't get up till about nine o'clock, which was... (laughs) That sounds beautiful. <laughs> but bizarre, though. We were, the, thing, the thing is, we're, Sophie's mum was coming around and then we were going to my parents and we were almost sort of racing against time. It's like, well, it's funny because Sophie went, well, it's the girls' fault. They should have woken us up. They should have got up at five o'clock like any other kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, but, but magical, but really, yeah, really, really good. And, um, and it's funny because a couple of days before that, we'd, we'd been to Kew Gardens. Yeah to see their light display, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I got some some pictures, actually. We'll, we'll tweet some pictures. It, it was amazing. You, you essentially walk around queue, and each sort of section is, they've got sort of themed sections, not in a Disney way, but in a, in, just magical, with lots of lights and music, and um, some, some, there was some fire at one point, and then at the very end, they, they project onto a spray of water, wow. a massive spray of water, and it's, ju- it's, it's just... They've got it just right. Me you know, thinks it's, it's all... you enjoyed Christmas more than the oh, kids did. I, do, do you know what? It, for me, it was really setting the whole thing up. It was absolutely magical. So I would say for anyone in, in the future, Kew Gardens, just fantastic. And then and then we went ice skating in the Tower of London moat. Oh wow, this sounds brilliant. I, I know. I've got. I, I've got to admit because you know I've I'm got, coming to yours I'm, next year. <laughs> I've got to admit for the past few years doing panto a lot. I've, I've, Christmas has been sort of it's just working for me. So I think I'm making up for it. I went um, ice skating with Phoebe and the others watched, and I've not been ice skating since, oh, I don't know, eight, nine years. So Phoebe kept saying, well, you'll, you'll help me. Um, you'll look after me. I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> I haven't skated for, for as long as you've been born. When you slip over, then you're going to bring her down with you. <laughs> well, it was funny because I've got to admit, 45 minutes is, is enough. Sort of 25 minutes is enough, to be honest. <laughs> At last 20 minutes, I was looking at my watch. OK, I've, I've had it now. That she was She was fine, but obviously she'd never skated and... She kept sort of like falling. Um, I was, you know, a lot of for me just to keep my balance up. But it was fun. But I was thinking, well, we need to do that sort of more and more, really. And, and just, I, it just, it was a great build up to Christmas. So it's, yeah. it's funny that you spend most of the year hoping your child doesn't fall over and hurt themselves, and then at Christmas you go, get on this ice, get on this really what? slippery she, surface with blades know- made of metal, <laughs> and just go for it. Know- see what happens. <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking? As we were going around, I was thinking, hang on, this is ridiculous. Because you're right. If she falls over and then someone else... I know, I know. And it's funny because there was was quite... I mean, a lot of people were falling over and smacking themselves on their arse. And, you you know, sort of as a kid, obviously, I guess your your centre of gravity is a a lot closer, aren't you, to to the ground. So if you fall, it's going to shock you, but probably not hurt as much. And you bounce a bit more and your bones are more supple and everything. But as as an adult, there were quite a few that were going over and I was sort of going, whoa. There was one lady... (laughs) I can't admit. You I did wonder why she was doing it. She got her <laughs> she got her husband there and their their son, and she was sort of doing mock sort of ballerina kind of things and poses. And I, I we were sort of behind them, and I was thinking that's ah, quite funny. But at the same time, 
so why are you doing it? Because you, you, you're setting yourself up for a fall. And <laughs> with oh, that, you're just hopeful. She, oh, you're just watching, <laughs> weren't you? With that, she just went, bam, smack, right on the ice. And I was like, oh, I was thinking, well, why were you doing that, though? But there were people skating, perky, with their phones, talking to people. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, it's just like, it's enough for me to keep myself and my daughter, you know, going at one mile per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Other people just like casually talking to people on their phone, you know, you know, sort of live chat or FaceTime or whatever. <laughs> I reckon they were doing like Facebook Live or something, speaking to thousands. <laughs> and probably loads of people watching just going, this is live. You might fall over and really hurt yourself. And I yeah, want to be yeah, there when it happens. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, they were probably they probably monetized it somehow, weren't they? They were probably making yeah. loads of money from just doing that. So, but yeah, well, anyway, what about your Christmas? Tell me about your Christmas. It was, I mean, I've, I, I've loved the whole build up to Christmas because Tilly's like two and a quarter now. Like last year was was a great Christmas with her, but then this year was the first one we can really kind of like go, you know, Christmas is coming, and she sort of knew mm. what that meant, and she knew that it meant yeah. presents, and we did a whole big Advent calendar thing that she loved. I every year I do an Advent colander. Have I told you this before? No, it's you an Advent. Tell me that. So it's a colander, and underneath there's yeah. a little treat. So I started it about five years ago with Rachel, even longer, and every treat initially was like under a pound and i tried to kind of keep it on average under a pound over the whole yeah. like 24 days but there's a little treat and so this year there was you know little treats for rachel or for emily or for matilda or for the cat peanut and it would have, there'd be a little letter in front of it every day so tilly had to look at the letter and say whose whose gift it was you know because she knows yes. she knows like six letters we haven't tried to teach her any other she knows six she knows her letter Emily's yeah. letter, Mummy's letter, Daddy's letter, Peanut's letter, and uh, her middle name letter. So, so she knows that a couple. Of, anyway, so we had that, and then also we were given like an advent calendar with like space for little bits of paper. So she has a little note every day as well. So it was yeah, like, so the build up has been great, and we got the Christmas tree really early. We got the first of December, which Rachel hates. She likes getting it like the week before Christmas. <laughs> so we had this whole big build up. So it was really, really lovely. And then it's funny you were mentioning sleep because like Tilly has been great at sleeping for the last like year. She's slept, you know, 12 hours at night, has a lovely big nap, goes down easily. And it's just it's just been perfect. But we went down. So the Friday, so the day two days before Christmas Eve, we were going down to the in-laws, you know, to Rachel's mum and dad for Christmas. And that was great. But then on that morning or the day before, Emily the three-month-old, got booked Mm. for her fourth acting job. No way! For a fourth acting job. So on the Saturday, so basically we went down to to Rachel's mum and dad, and then the next day, Rachel, myself and Emily came up to do this job. We thought it was in Clapham, and then when we got the call sheet through, it was actually Clapton, which is in blooming Hackney. And we were down (laughs) in Portsmouth, so it was like (laughs) the other side of town. So we had this, you know, mammoth day. We went up there, and and she could only film for five hours, but it took us like three hours to get there. We got there two hours early, you know, three hours to get home. Yeah, yeah, Mammoth day. But we got back at like half past nine. And as we walked in, Rachel's mum and dad are just looking at us. And she's still awake. (laughs) And she was just saying, I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. And they tried everything. They tried, you know, they read every book that they've got like 20 times. Like she just did not want to go to bed. She was having meltdown after meltdown. It was just horrendous in the end i mean we we've been really sort of strict about never having her in our bed with us in the end we were like she's coming into bed with us and then i I think about one o'clock in the morning i woke up and um, she'd fallen asleep so i took her into her bed but she was just over christmas she just had this thing she just didn't want to go to bed it was 
just really stressful. So it meant that on Christmas Day, she was wired. Thinking about it, I should have taken her out in the morning and like just taken her to the park for a run like you do with a dog. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> burn off some energy. But she was just... And like we took her down and we'd had all the magical bits of, of Christmas of like, let's find out if he's been. And Rachel's mum and dad had these little stencils where you can put flour and it looks like snowy footprints. So you can follow oh, the yeah. footprint. Yeah, it's yeah. really oh, that's sweet. That's great. Although don't use talcum powder because it makes the floor really slippy. We realised <laughs> last year everyone's falling over. Like you at the ice rink, just falling on our yeah. asses. And then, you know, got in there and we saw the presents and that was brilliant. That was really magical. And then we got her to open a present. She opened a present. And then we got her to open a second present and that was fine. And then after that, she just became manic present opening monster. She was just grabbing anything, anyone's. And opening, and it was just like, no, you can't open that, and don't open that, and yeah, you know, and 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 she sort of lost all kind of interest in what was actually inside. It was just like, must open everything, rip, rip, rip. <laughs> don't care whose it is, can I open? You know, she, you give her a present to give to somebody, and she'd just be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's like a sort of being possessed. I remember sort of Phoebe doing that a couple of years ago. It's it's funny actually because the girls were quite good at. Uh, opening although yesterday we there was a, a one of george's presents under the tree still at the back yeah which we just we'd obviously just not seen because of the curtains got shut or whatever yeah so they brought it up and said oh we've got george's got another present so we opened it and it was a couple of books and uh phoebe was like oh i want another present i want another present it's, it's not it's not fair <laughs> george's got another a present more than me we're like no no oh, you just want that moment you think God, no you've had loads <laughs> of presents and it's all equal it really is all equal it's just that we've forgotten that oh but, that's difficult but, but to be fair, on Christmas Day, the girls were playing with the a couple of cardboard tubes that had come from the wrapping paper. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, a couple of shoe boxes that, that obviously, you know, they've had shoes in. And you just think, is that, is that funny thing that, <laughs> that kids all around the world are doing the same thing? All these lovely toys and books and everything. And what they're running around with are the packaging. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant. I mean, we found, because obviously Tilly's two and a bit and then Emily's, you know, three months, we were thinking... We need more presents for Emily. And it was like, but she's so young, it kind of doesn't matter. No, but then exactly. also, it's got to the stage where we want Tilly to see that Emily's getting presents yeah, as well I in know, a kind of weird, logic kind of way. It's, and, oh. it, uh, it, the, and the thing is, they, you know, like, we bought them too many presents. The uh, grandparents bought them too many presents. They got too many presents. Yeah. As, as much as we all said, let's not buy them many presents. And then you just see that and you see this and that. And to be honest, we've had things that we've put away over the last two or three years that we've bought. We've seen them and we've got, oh, we'll, I'd say we'll give that for at Christmas or at a birthday. And then we've put them up in the loft and, t- and completely forgot about them. <laughs> and there's this bag of gifts that we bought for them, which was like, oh, we've got to start giving these. And we'd already bought toys for them anyway and, and books and things. So we'd, we'd put those into the mix as well. And they'd got not a, you know not an offensive amount, but still, just they just don't need it. But they loved it. And the thing is, you love giving them. And I think the main thing is we need to get rid of stuff as well. I think as long as we've got a sort of a, a one in one out policy as much as possible, then it, it's fine and give stuff to charity. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, other, yeah. So other children can can use them. I think that's a good way of doing it. And then it sort of makes you feel a bit better. It must feel quite but, good for you, kind of knowing like, okay, we've we've had two kids. I, I'm guessing, like, is that you guys done? Kind of, you think maybe? I would or? say, oh, I, I would, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I would say so. I think, especially in the, the a the size house and b you, you yes, because you need to sort of. I guess you need to move on. You know, I'm supposed I'm talking for ourselves. Yeah, I would I would say that's pretty much it. Otherwise, but it, but it must feel quite uh, yeah. nice that you've kind of like got things now that George is outgrown, and you kind of go, actually, we can just get rid of that now. We don't have to sort of stick it somewhere for the next uh, and, one. No, you're right. And the interesting thing is that actually George is playing with Phoebe stuff, so naturally George is playing with things older. Than what Phoebe was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are certain things we're like, you know what, we don't need that anymore. Let's get rid of that because in a way that's bringing her sort of d- developmental part of her down slightly because because she's playing with other stuff. So, so let, let her... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the way it works for, for all kids. And it, the, the same for Tilly. She would have probably played with younger stuff for longer because they're the oldest one. So yeah. you naturally, you know, they've not got any older toys. So I think... I think that's just part and parcel of it. It, it was but, funny though, with Tilly being a bit bonkers. I mean, like she was there was no strings, <laughs> but the bonkers as well because it meant that when we finally got down on Christmas Day, I think Christmas Day was one of those ones where she didn't want to sleep, and it was it was a bit of a tough kind of me wanting to be really strict and kind of like going, "We're in your bedroom now, and you are not leaving this bedroom." And then like Rachel and her mum to an extent as well, kind of going well, let's not have the meltdown, so let's bring her downstairs if she wants to. And you kind of go, that doesn't help because then in an hour we're going to have this whole argument again because she's really, you know, stubborn. But it meant that you kind of lose all logic. On the day after Boxing Day, we went out. I had to go and pick up uh, our cat because she was in a a little cat hotel down there. And um, we went to the local garden centre to meet Rachel and her mum. They'd gone to look at the Christmas sales and stuff. And we realised actually that a garden centre, even though everything's half price, for the Boxing Day sales, half price of garden centre prices oh, is yeah. still a lot more than what those things <laughs> yeah. should cost. But I'd lost all logic because I was getting back in the car with Tilly and Tilly was still like, we were still like walking on eggshells with her because anything would make her just kind of have like meltdown. And we got back to the car and I put the cat in the front seat on the passenger seat and she was a bit confused because why is mummy not there? Mummy's in grandma's car. Okay, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah. When I put her in her seat, no, she wanted to drive. <laughs> right, and I was going no 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 daddy's driving I want to drive I want and I had this complete meltdown and I was standing outside the car in this busy car park going you don't have a driving license you don't have a driving license like why am I trying to use logic and why would she understand what a blooming driving license is when I'm standing there trying she must understand you don't have a driving license you can't oh. drive the car the thing is it's, it's that whole sort of like you know overtired and sleep deprivation and we've talked about this before and i think you know obviously with, with tilly you, you've been uh, pretty lucky and with phoebe we've been fine but georgia it's been a nightmare and i think that that when you're in it you know it doesn't matter that other people around the world are, are going through the same thing especially at sort of three o'clock in the morning when when it's just the worst kind of time when they're when they're awake and, and they're, they're not sleeping and um mm. as i said it all sense does go out but i met a friend uh bumped into a friend at the theater the other day marvelous and she yeah and she said raising the cultural uh, bar here oh said, well yeah we even went to the theater this year together it's like we've done it's great we've done all those things <laughs> when we mentioned about uh george not sleeping and getting in bed you know literally sort of three o'clock in the morning george will get into bed what we've done is we've just left her there because it's easier than trying to take her back and she starts crying. And then, you know, we're, we're in the terraced house. We've got neighbours either side. You know, they, do they want to hear her? It's one thing a baby crying. It's another thing a three-year-old sort of screaming. Yeah, um, yeah, be, yeah. Be, just scream. I mean, screaming. You know, I mean, she's sort of... She, I guess she doesn't quite understand yet. You can't quite level with her. But uh, my friend said, oh, well, my five-year-old still gets in bed. And we're just like, what? And then you think, well, yeah, but it's not going to happen forever. And I suppose, does it matter? But then at the same time, oh, you keep going through this, don't you? You know, the whole, that, if you could bottle 
an essence of getting children to sleep, you know, some sort of little drug or some something, or the magic potion that meant they slept, then I think you'd be on, you'd be, you know, you're a millionaire. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone goes through it. And, 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 you know, Soph and I constantly have these sort of discussions of whether we should be taking her back and then we should, or we should just leave her. And it keeps going back and forth and... I think the, I think the, the, the problem is exactly that about being in like a terrorist house and things like that because I think you are really concerned about what other people you know they, you don't want people to complain yeah. about your child crying. No, no, definitely. It's one of those things. It's like the best thing to do now and the best thing to do for the for the good of of the future. And it's always that dilemma, isn't it? Because we spoke about it on the podcast. We did controlled crying with Tilly, mm, which was yeah. which was great. And I mean, listen back to that podcast if you uh, if you're sort of going through this, you know, with a young child about six months old. But controlled crying really, really seemed to work for Tilly. But then you've got to be in a position where you can have somebody crying for that yeah. amount of time because you, you know. And if you don't want to have someone crying because you're kind of living next to people that you don't want to upset, then potentially you might have problems later but it's, it's that whole dilemma of finding that balance isn't it like there's been yeah, so, well, yeah, there's been so yeah. many things with um with tilly especially when she's been having these meltdowns like over christmas where the, the discussion is like well if we let her do that now then she's going to know that that's a thing that she can do like you know exactly it, if she keeps crying and then saying she wants to go downstairs and eventually we bring her downstairs then she's going to know all I have to do is keep crying and eventually they will bring me downstairs, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's tricky. I mean, the, what, what Rachel was sort of saying, which I kind of agree with as well over Christmas, because we're in a different house that you can kind of maybe like compartmentalize that and say, well, this is, you know, we're breaking the rules because we're in this house and it's a bit different. And then when you come home, then the rules are very strict again. So you know that that's not what you do in day to day life. But it is tricky because you, you you know, give an inch and and they'll they'll take what they can. Well, yeah, exactly, and and also obviously all children are different. And controlled crying with your first child is different if you can do it with your second one, because then you're the potentially of waking up that first child yes, and taking them into ah. a completely different routine. Oh my god, I hadn't even or, considered that. Or, yeah, of course. Or, 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 I'm thinking about neighbours, but of course, even just waking well, up that, the other kid. Well, last night uh, Phoebe woke up. Must have been it was a, it was a nightmare. She was talking about aftershave. She was in our room, upset, crying about something to do with aftershave. <laughs> um, I know, and it. But she was really upset. I mean, really beyond it. And obviously, she woke Georgia up, and then you've got both of them up, and it's like, oh god, no. So yeah, I mean, it's controlled crying. I mean, well, that'd be interesting to sort of hear if you decide to go down that route, and if you do, how that works out, because you know you're going to be in a totally different position. Ten years ago, way before we had the girls. A couple moved in with a child and then and then had a, a baby whilst they were here. And that baby, I remember the first sort of six months, just, you know, <laughs> just waking up in the middle of this baby crying. And at the time, obviously not knowing myself, just thinking, ah, oh, just do something with a baby. <laughs> You know, but obviously when you've had children, you you can probably be a bit more forgiving. Um, <laughs> at that time, it's just, shut up, shut up. Oh, man. What have we done? <laughs> the Dadcast, slowly weaning you onto solid parenthood. It, it's funny, we were in Mothercare yesterday <laughs> and there was a picture advertising Silver Cross pushchairs. Yeah. You know, the Silver Cross, the old-fashioned yeah. kind. It's yeah. quite classic, you know. Yeah. And there was a couple of couples, obviously models, <laughs> sort of models in their early 20s, looking very sultry, I've got to admit, with a newborn baby, looking sultry and cool and casual. And I was thinking... You're not fooling anyone. You ain't parents. And actually, as a parent, I find that quite offensive because, you know, no one who's just had a newborn baby looks that good 
looks that relaxed, looks, or if they do... The child has uh, got something wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. You know, I sort of think, come on, use some real parents. You need to. You both need to look a little bit haggard, you, you know, you, 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 a bit frazzled and a bit fractious. And then I suppose it's maybe you're selling to first-time parents who, who don't know. And it's like, oh, OK. Oh, wow, we can have that silver cross thing and all look cool and casual and all look relaxed. <laughs> Sorry, with your second one, it's like, no, I want to see some real people there. I come wanna, on. I want to see you recreating it, Rich. I want you to recreate that photo, you and Soph. <laughs> With with a um, realistic, realistic new parent <laughs> advert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. Hey, I oh, want yeah, to start something uh, a bit new. You mentioned that you guys went to the theatre. Well, Rachel yeah, and I yeah. got our annual cinema trip together on Ooh. Christmas Eve. And we've done this the last three years. We've been to see the new Star Wars films on Christmas Eve. Oh, right. So... I want to start something new. It's going to be completely spoiler-free, but this is a new thing called the Two Daughter Cinema Club. The Two Daughter Cinema. Okay, right. You get the pun there. Do you know the Two Door Cinema Club? Oh, okay. there's Sorry, a band. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to work it out. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> got you. Got you. Two, got you. The Two Door Sir Cinema Club. Uh. <laughs> So we went to see The Last Jedi in the cinema. Have you seen it yet? Have you managed to... No, I've not seen it. And I've obviously my brother who worked on it is on the credits. Yes. Uh, No, I've not seen it. It's a bone of contention. To be honest, that you I've not seen it. See it. It's very, very. I good. know, I know, I know. I mean, I'm not going to say anything about it. Any All I'm going to say, as as a parent of two daughters, hence the mm. two daughter cinema club. Yeah, it was great to see something where I could actually look at the screen for the whole time that wasn't animated, didn't have a snowman in it called <laughs> Olaf, <laughs> and. I, I just I'm, I'm amazed that I didn't fall asleep being in a darkened and was, room without any kids. And, the, so. and there was no and there was no singing. No singing, no singing at <laughs> all. No, but it was it was it was great. I love watching Frozen for the fiftieth time. But it was nice seeing something new. <laughs> nice seeing something we could watch the whole way through without going. Tilly, sit sit back. Are you what? Yeah. Should we put something? Should we should we should we play something else? Should we turn this off? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> It was great just to be able to watch and go, ha, ah, no one's going to bother me for two and a half hours. That's great. Yeah, yeah, great. So an occasional feature, probably probably the same time next year, <laughs> two-door to cinema club. So, well, I love it. This has been great. And I tell you what, we've got so many things that we've started over the past couple of years that we forget about, that we need to you know, keep bringing these things back. Yeah, um, yeah. My Daddy's Magic, there were, there were a few others that we've got written down. We need to sort of bring things back. And I love that. I love it. I love it. But listen, uh, hey, my dad is magic. I mean, I think you've got a bit of that with the old um, Santa phone call. Actually, yes, yes, in a, yes, that's it, isn't it? That's that's part of it. That's a good exactly. Santa. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and actually, yeah. speaking of, there's there's another thing that we we spoke about in the last podcast that's actually yeah. got a bit of a comeback. A friend of mine called David. He was delighted yeah. because on Christmas Day he watched with his. In fact, he's got two daughters. Ah. And he was watching a, a short film on BBC, but he watched The Highway Rat, which is a Julia Donaldson and Axel ah, Scheffler, and yes. he was delighted because he saw Hidden Gruffalo ah, on the old TV programme. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even know it was on the TV programmes as well. Oh, it has, yeah, because I, I spotted oh. it on Stickman. There was on a, a Christmas bauble. I, I tweeted a picture of it. It was a Christmas bauble on the program, and then in the Highway Rat, it's the same place. It's cookies at the end, little biscuits, and they're gruffalo oh, shaped. So if you have yet to watch the Highway Rat with your kids, then watch it, and then watch out for the hidden gruffalo at the end. It gives you something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Definitely. Well, listen, I think we're, we're about done uh, once again, Mr Perkins. Yeah, it's, um, been, uh, it's been a lovely, lovely chat. Have you got any resolutions for the new year? Anything you're... I, I, I don't know. I've got lots of... I, I just sort of concentrate on more... I concentrate more on what I'm doing. <laughs> and that's a silly thing. <laughs> I seem to have many, as we know, sort of what we do, many different jobs here and there. And I just think sometimes I, I take on too much and I actually don't focus on the things that I want to do. Yeah. I've got yeah, I've got quite a few things, and actually, sort of, I think Soph and I, are sort of, there's a couple of things that you know that we want to just approach things differently. Nice, um, okay. You know, I think that the whole sort of mobile phone, and I know that I do, and I know that Soph spends a lot of time on the phone when we're with the girls, and actually, I don't need to do it. I'm checking what Twitter. I'm checking that maybe someone sent me an email. I'm checking. Uh, I'm not actually checking that much. It's it's mainly work related for me, and actually, and when we're watching TV, Phoebe started saying, "You know the rules, no phones." So in a way, yeah, things like that for me. I've got quite a few. I think I'm gonna I, I will I will mull them over, and maybe we'll discuss them next time. But, That's um, good. but I like that with yeah. the phone thing. Every time it pings, it feels like oh, I must see what that is. But it can wait. You can do it every hour or every two hours. It doesn't. Uh, it's not going to make I, a difference, is it? If you I actually no, I actually stopped push notifications coming through on the WhatsApp. Because yeah. it was taking me away. And half the times I have my phone on, well, actually, most of the time I have it on silent, which is not good if someone actually needs to get hold of me. <laughs> um, but in the evening, I, you know, I turn my phone off and it's, I put it in the study. It's physically not there with me, but I've always done that. I just think that idea of social media, the more I think about it, is actually taking us away from just being and just talking. Well, let's, let's be again soon. And yeah, uh, do another dagazine. <laughs> Let's just hey. be and discuss and chat <laughs> and uh, and all that. In the meantime, yeah. if you want to tweet yeah. us or Facebook us, you can. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'll oh, use it as far as dadcast. You're going to use it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, Rachel's going to give you all the info in just a sec. And yeah, we'll speak. Perfect. We'll speak soon. All right. Happy New Year to you, Miss Perkins, and your family. And and we'll, I'll see you in the new year. Subscribe to the Perkin Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk.